Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network continuing on our coverage of 24 season 1 day 1 episode 14 that episode that everybody remembers <laughs> the iconic episode 14 of Where 24 Where Jack has lunch. Jack has lunch. Um, Terry and Kim ask where Jack is, and um, Nina finds a guy in a room. Um, whoa, you thought that couldn't get any more exciting than last week. Brace yourselves for the action that is 1 pm to 2 pm, written by Jell Cerno and Michael Lokef. Directed by John Cesar, uh, first aired on my sister's birthday, March the fifth, two thousand and two. I'm I've been waiting for this one. Um, my name is Ben, and Colin, I've got five priority cases on my desk this morning, and your name is on each of them. My name is Colin, and they're not going to name a street after me. That's for sure. <laughs> Did I steal your quote? <laughs> no, I only had one quote and I just read it. <laughs> the other quote I was going to say is denied. Um, <laughs> is this that quotable episode? <laughs> um, remember what I said at some point during this season uh, that I don't know if I'd been an episode? Um, <laughs> I'm on the fence here, Colin. I, I legitimately, sometimes I like to watch an episode and then I'll give my rating. Like straight away, I'm like, oh, I know that I'm going to buy this one. Or I'm going to, I'm going to rent it. And um, this one, I was kind of thinking like, oh, yeah, I could be, but well, maybe like I just was so on the fence here that I'd like, no, I'm going to wait until I talk to Colin about this episode because maybe <laughs> we'll find something in this episode that we love and that it that changes our mind, or maybe we could not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week we kind of talked about how it wasn't the greatest episode, but it had its place. Um, I think we're just kind of in this static period now where the next few weeks are really just setting up the end. Uh, unlike future seasons where, you know, they, they kind of have a bit of a clearer path. We know, obviously, the history with this season that they didn't know was going to get picked up and kind of they're going on the fly here really with it. And it really does show in the next few episodes because, look, there's one storyline, we're very close to it, which I fucking hate. I hate it so much. Um, but, like, getting to that is a bit of a stretch because we've just got to put up with mundane things like... 
Terry gets an ultrasound and Terry asks where Jack is, Kim asks where Jack is. Oh, we're, like it's, it's just questions galore and Jack eats lunch. So again, we've got to, we've got to have some filler every now and then. It's a 24 episode season. It's a full day. Like not every hour and every single day is exciting. I mean, ask me about my life at the moment. So, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, season one, episode 14. Yeah, you know, I have been to a few episodes this season. Um, I'm still not sure if this is going to be one of them. <laughs> Again, I kind of have the same opinion. We'll, we'll see how this goes. This might end up being something where all these boring, mundane moments, as you say, just become so much fun to talk about that it will inflate our opinion of the episode. Uh, I think the biggest thing you can tell with this is, A, they had the idea of a full season and kept a few things in their back pocket in case they wanted to or had the opportunity to go ahead with the rest of the episodes but wanted to make sure if it was only 13 or whatever that they had a satisfying conclusion uh b the ideas they had for the rest of the season weren't actually that good and they are completely making it up as they go along because there are characters that you could tell by episode 13 like this might be the end let's reserve this character because i think they're interesting enough to come back and they're dead by the end of this week (laughs) and then storylines where what are we going to do with this? Let's just throw all logic out the window. <laughs> Sorry, but it, it, there are some funny moments in here that I don't think were intentional. And some funny moments I think were intentional. So maybe there'll be a little bit of enjoyment here. I will say I, I really enjoy the cliffhanger of this week. I know I mentioned it last week um, because, I mean, look, next week's not a brilliant episode really either. But, like, there's some great stuff in at least these episodes that you can kind of take out of it um whereas this episode yeah i don't know how much standouts there are but um there's there's a soap opera element to this week um which i don't i don't know if maybe we should get into that one straight away because there's not much to talk about with the palmer drama this week is there um i mean well there was one fun moment is there well the end I, I, let me just say what I liked about the Palmer drama. I'll have to go through my notes here to see if there was anything else. But uh, First of all, th- there is David growling like a bear again, mm. which mm-hmm. I never would have picked up unless I paid attention to the angry bear David at the beginning. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's Keith's obsession with Ferragamo. Like, did he have a love affair with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, weird. I, it's, it's very weird. Like, I was so messed up, Dad. He was there for me. <laughs> like... But, like, it kind of goes from zero to, like, a hundred in five seconds because he wasn't that upset when Palmer told him, first of all, that he was dead. He's just like, yeah, I've got something. You know, I'm growly bear, David, now. Jeez, I've got something. Remember last week he sounded like he had a cold? Like, Jeez, I, I can't do that. <laughs> 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 Hang on. Mm, Dennis Hazbitt, Dennis Hazbitt. Jeez. <laughs> got some news to tell you. <laughs> Dr. Paragamo's office burned down. <laughs> I don't know who he sounds like now. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Keith, listen to me, I'm your father. But like, Keith straight away is just like, what What does he say? Like, what sort of fire? I feel like Tom should go, the one with flames? Um, <laughs> the hot when, kind. <laughs> that stuff burns? Uh, <laughs> what sort of fire? <laughs> uh, how many types of fire are there? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
Have we missed the scene here? Oh, we've missed Palmer talking to Sherry. Oh, we'll, we'll, fuck, it's all the same thing. Basically, this... <laughs> Just Palmer drama. Palmer drama this episode is Palmer's been blackmailed, so therefore he's got to tell Sherry, Sherry, we're <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, we've been blackmailed. What? <laughs> David, what do you mean? We've been blackmailed. <laughs> oh, I man. hate them. I hate all of them. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're the best. The best. Not just gonna stop. <laughs> I'm just regressing into on-network jokes. It's caused enough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Renee Russo. <laughs> no, I can't get a date. Tanya Roberts, still dead. <laughs> um, but the Sherry, Palmer's thinking clearly now because he's being blackmailed, of course. And he's all like, can't go to the cops, Sherry. We gotta, we gotta do as we're told. Um, I do, I do like it when he's in the kitchen here with Sherry, and then Sherry kind of looks at him and is like, "David, what is it?" And then she kind of gives the Secret Service agent a dirty look and just shuts the door. Poor Secret Service agent Frank, he's just like, "Ah, <laughs> I want to listen to the Palmer drama here." Um, I, I do, I do like it um, when he, they're all like, "Oh, Keith's gonna find out." No, Keith's not gonna find out. Next scene, Keith finds out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, who are the who are the two senators that Palmer doesn't want to hang out here before he talks yeah. to Keith with? Mike's like, yeah. "You got to hang out with Senator." Did I write this down? Gleason and Blaylock. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Let's call them that. Like, what's wrong with them? Like, they're from two key states that you need, David. Oh, I don't want to hang out with them. They That's smell. His, that was his growl there. He was. <laughs> oh, is that? Is that? I, I was wondering where the growl was. Oh, so it's. Oh, they've got their own pages. Uh, Blaylock. It is Blaylock and Gleason. Um, so uh, Blaylock was a United States senator. Uh, yep, we, we, we know that. Thanks, 24 Wiki. Uh, and so was Gleason. Um, that's all. It I, I, thanks, Twenty Four Wiki, for giving me the in-depth details of the backgrounds on Senators Blaylock and Gleason. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, this is where Keith walks in and the whole conversation, and he's so upset about Farragamo. Um, what? What's this? This is very soap opery here. I don't know if you get that. Oh. Like just the way they're kind of like going off. I do kind of agree with Keith though, because like Keith kind of oh, like. Yeah. Like, beforehand, it was all about, like, no, it doesn't matter about you, son. We've got to tell the truth. Now it's about your campaign. Like, oh, we've got to protect the campaign. So like, as much as Palmer's kind of, I guess, seeing sense, it's because I'm being blackmailed because um, I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> but, like, I mean, again, Keith kind of has got a point here. Um, the, oh, the he really, really has so a point. The really soap opera line is um, is when Palmer turns to Keith and he's like, because we can't! <laughs> the way he says the line, like, I just want them to, like, zoom in on his face and have, like, the like, <laughs> soap opera. Because he's literally like, because we can't! <laughs> I 
<laughs> I really, I really wish we would put sound clips in this show because, like, that is just the one that I want to want to play so loudly. We don't um, need to. We do spot on impressions of all the cast. <laughs> I'm being blackmailed. <laughs> Um, Farragamo died in the, the hot fire. Farragamo sounds like a Muppet. Like, I, I feel like, is, isn't there a Muppet called Farragamo? Isn't that the one that plays the drums? Um, so, but I, I do, I, the, the added soap opera element here is when Palmer grabs Keith by the head and he cries and he pulls him into his shoulder. It's okay, son. I'll protect you from Farragamo's memory. Um, and like, Keith, again, very forgiving. This is a guy who, you don't know how bad I was, Dad. I was so messed up. Like, you've literally just found out that your number one confidant has fucking been leaking information about you to mm-hmm. the press. Like, yeah, why isn't and- he really upset about this? He betrayed doctor-patient confidentiality. This is a pretty big fucking deal, Keith. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're watching the tube too much. Um <laughs> But, like, be a bit more upset about this. Um, and what's the only other Palmer drama scene we've got? Oh, Sherry versus uh, Keith. I do like Sherry being like, strong arm mother, when she's like, hey, like when Keith says something to her. Uh, and then he's going to go to the cops. Um, and Sherry's like, no, you won't, Keith. Don't you, don't you do it. I'm Sherry. Like, <laughs> this is what Sherry sounds like when she's upset. <laughs> you will listen to me, Keith. That's what she says. Um... <laughs> And then, like, one thing that kind of doesn't make sense is Palmer's been so adamant, like, grr, grr, I'm a bear. I'm being blackmailed. I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not going to run away. Like, I'm going to stay here and gonna defend the state of California. And then they get another threat. Okay, we're leaving for Nevada. <laughs> what? It's like, oh, there's three shooters now. There was only one before. Oh, shit, we're going to go. Okay, bye. Um, so like they, they run scared and then I love Sherry here, the way she mentions, like, I thought they caught the man who did it. Wasn't it, uh, hmm, Jack Bauer? <laughs> <laughs> the way she says it. Um, so they're, they're all going off. They're all running away. Uh, and then in the car, Mike has got off the phone with Langley or whatever it is. And is all like, that man, you thought killed you jack bauer he was helping out <laughs> special forces in kosovo or something like that and i love i love part of it like, that's right i'm batman kosovo <laughs> he's like that's what it was all along it was always about kosovo <laughs> and i would have gotten away with it too see <laughs> <laughs> um so then like that's gonna lead to the big cliffhanger of this episode like i i like the cliffhanger I, like, I really do like the cliffhanger, but I, I feel that Palmer needs to have a line here where he needs to, like, press the intercom and be like, driver, turn around. And then, like, they're like, David, where are we going? And then he's like, I need to fix something. Like, I feel like that needs to be added. Or I think- we're going to see Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> because we can't. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. Like, it just it feels like the tension is missing. Like, I feel like you need to have that line where you're kind of guessing, like, oh, where's Palmer going? Because, like, it is kind of a bit sudden that all of a sudden, like, Tony's just sitting in his chair, like, looking at <laughs> fingerprints or what he plans to do to or something like that. <laughs> and then you see Palmer casually. I also love the way that Palmer just casually walks in. Like, he's got two secret. Isn't there, like, some sort of alert? Like, where's the desk clerk? Jack said hello to him when he came in at, yeah. like, midnight. <laughs> like... What happens? Like, if fucking Joe Biden just rocks up to a, a secret service place and there's like, oh, it's president, and you go, 
if you're popular. And he's not even president yet. Um, when he's a senator who has a power to send people to Kosovo, apparently. Um, <laughs> the the one bit that I've sort of like jilled over, I guess, which I guess is part of the Palmer drama, is this whole Elizabeth storyline. We meet the very, very memorable oh, important character of Elizabeth. Yeah, this is the thing I will say with this show is that it does kind of get a bit obvious sometimes when all of a sudden random new character appears that mm-hmm. you feel like they're going to be kind of prominent for at least a few episodes. Like we, I don't think we've seen Elizabeth at all from memory. No. Um, we've seen the, uh, the other assistant lady who will come into play later on in this season. Um, but she just kind of has a brief couple of scenes at the beginning. And then all of a sudden we've apparently got to care that she's going to visit an aunt like, Ooh, Okay. And then, oh, plot twist, she's going to fuck sexy, long-haired, he's a Drazen guy, um, which, I mean, I guess, are we meant to believe that, oh, does this make her evil? Like, I, I'm guessing that's kind of maybe what we're thinking here. Um, I think the impression I- that I get between this episode and the next episode is, again, that they're flying by the seat of their pants because this one plays it like, oh, she's in on it. And the next one's like, yeah. oh, she has no idea. Yeah, because, like, yeah, exactly. Um but I'm pretty sure I remember watching this episode and thinking like, oh, fuck, she's evil. Because this is the episode too, I think, isn't it, where Jack's basically like dropping a few clangers to Nina like, oh, maybe Jamie was in it with some other people. We shouldn't just check within our own yeah. agency. It could be like the Secret Service, the DEA. <laughs> or like... the FBI. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll get to that. That guy definitely is not evil <laughs> at all. Again, we're talking about soap opera here. He may as well have a curly moustache and be called um, Dudley, not Dudley too, right? Uh, Snidely Whiplash. Like yeah. that. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a Palmer drama. Again, I like the cliffhanger, but, I mean, this week on Days of Our Palmer... Because we can! <laughs> uh, so something that made me really question this episode was right at the beginning where Palmer is saying, or David saying to Sherry, it's like, Hmm, how are the polls doing? It's like, do you think the incident at breakfast hurt us? You mean the incident at breakfast that did not even make the news because it was covered up? Like, yes, they were very upset that there were only continental options on the menu. <laughs> what if the breakfast that has not even been been released to the media is going to hurt you in the polls? This guy can't even follow his own bomber drama. And can I also just quickly add, this guy is running for the Democratic nomination for the President of the United States, right? It is mm-hmm. California presidential prime. This is a busy fucking day. He spent like the last two, three hours driving to fires. What type <laughs> of fire? I don't know. Now he's just in a hotel room running away to Nevada. Then he's going to end up at CTU. Like, does this guy not have interviews and press engagements and other schools to visit and polls to visit? Like, what is going on here, Palmer? I'm busy. Urgh, I'm Batman. No, he's not. Like... <laughs> He's he's a, like he's the least busiest senator running for a president I've ever seen. Yeah, and he doesn't eat breakfast either because we we've seen Jack eat more than Palmer. So I mean, he's got to be getting weak at this point. Maybe yep. that's influencing his decisions. I completely agree with you. I I I came out of watching Twenty Four first time around, you know, thinking, oh yeah, the only time that Palmer was not necessarily the greatest human being ever was season three. He might be the worst presidential candidate in history. I mean, this guy, even, well, I mean, (laughs) I don't know what just happened in the last four years. I I mean, I've never, I wasn't alive, apparently. (laughs) Nothing happened in the last four years. Nothing. As of the year 2000, let's say he's the worst presidential candidate. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, like the fact is with the whole blackmail thing when he totally changes his tune, 
Keith completely has a point. You know, we started this being like, oh, can't wait to talk about Keith. There's an idiot. And now we're like, oh, yeah, Team Keith, you know? <laughs> I can't. <Malaysia's> Shannon. <laughs> Come on, Malaysians. <laughs> He's well, completely right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. it is, like, it legitimately is. Like, Palmer's being a bit of a selfish twat here. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, he's so adamant on, no, we need to do the right thing and tell the truth. And he even says here, it's because I'm being blackmailed. You're being blackmailed into becoming the most powerful person in the world. Stop acting like, you know, you're you're receiving some type of like racial prejudice. Oh, this is because I'm black that I'm being blackmailed into becoming the most powerful human being in the world. That is a very good point. Like, it's (laughs) not like... Palmer's like, oh, I really don't want to run for president. I I just want to, you know, live a life with the family and the burbs. Like, no, Palmer, you must run for president. I don't want to do it. It's like, (laughs) you will run for president. Like, this guy is like, earlier in the season, it was like, you know how much I want to be to the White House. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if, if right now somebody was like, Ben, Howard Stern is retiring and... I'm going to blackmail you. You, I've burnt down an office. Um, Dr. Johnson is dead. Not Dr. Johnson. Um, I've got evidence in there that you killed him. Why would you do this? Well, I will go to the cops unless you take over Howard Stern's radio show. Full salary. If I must. Don't twist my arm. You twist my arm. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is the worst blackmail ever because he's the only person. I mean, sure, you could say these other people behind it, they might, you know, all call in a favor here and then. But they're not going to be the most powerful person in the world. You are, David. And he's playing the victim card here, which is it's just annoying to watch. I'm starting to really hate David Palmer. I'm sorry. And it's not a racial thing. I just want to say that right now. This is not a racial thing because if you put Keith in the White House, I'm behind it now. Keith's my man. He's next in line. Does it, I mean, how many palms are present in this show? Yes. Come on. Do you know what else was great though with the Ferragamo Ferragamo Dramo? Um, Ferragamo Dramo. Ferragamo Dramo. Uh, <laughs> it, it's the way that Keith. It's it's like anytime Ferragamo's name is mentioned, it, it's almost like he's hiding the bushes, and all of a sudden his head peeks out. It's like, did somebody say Ferragamo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Doctor Ferragamo died in the fire. Ferragamo. What about Ferragamo? He just appears <laughs> out of nowhere. It's like magic. And then the way that he has this um the, 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 his emotional breakdown, which you know. Sure, it's a little bit sad, but again, it comes so out of nowhere. It's like, there we go. It's like in Castaway, where Tom Hanks like, Wilson, Wilson, I'm sorry. That's Keith with Ferragamo. Ferragamo is his Wilson, apparently. It is so yeah. over the top. Yeah. And again, again, a guy who sold him out to the media. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, do you do you have anything to add about Elizabeth and sexy Drazen man? No. I mean, I already kind of said it. They, they really will change their uh, portrayal of her very subtly between these two episodes makes me think that they weren't on the same page where they wanted her to be. Um, I did look up the actress and she was in the movie Contagion. Now I can't even remember who she was, but I mean, that movie is probably the one movie almost everybody's seen in the last year. Hmm. Um, But uh, I recognize her character's name, not anything else. But other than that, I mean, I forgot she was in this series. (laughs) I remembered Drazen, but I think I always mixed up the, um, the, you know, the photographer at the beginning with Mandy. And then we have this exact same dynamic here. I mean, obviously the roles of the characters being a little bit reversed, but the exact same thing, it, it, they're, they're almost just repeating themselves halfway through the season, which is probably the reason I forgot her completely. I, she was in Becca. I mean, I used to like Becca. Who didn't like the Oh, TV with show. Ted Danson? 
Yeah, I actually did used to like the show. Um, I remember she's in it because the one episode that I missed this season, um, yeah, well, it's a few weeks away, so I, I remember kind of being a bit out of the loop with her, and so I'd always remember her as a character of like, oh, she's the one in that important episode that I missed the episode, so like I kind of was always, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I remembered the things that I never saw. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess really I was going to just do all the Terry, but I guess kind of the uh, the Terry Kim stuff. uh, I guess, well, the Drazen stuff really, I guess, like sexy Drazen man. Sexy Drazen man, secret (laughs) agent man. Um, Is it this episode or the next episode where there's like a massive plot hole where they turn around and say about the shooters? And I think it's this one where they're like, oh, they give the name of two of the shooters. And then they're like, oh, the third one, yeah, we don't know his name yet. He arrived at LAX on Saturday. Wasn't it at the end of last episode they said he arrived this morning? Oh, did they? Yeah. That was the plot twist of the last episode. It was like he arrived from, remember we called it out, like you can't get from Yugoslavia to fucking LA in mm. that amount of time. So a um, bit of a plot twist there. Uh, plot twist, plot hole. Not a plot twist, Ben. Plot hole, get your plot <laughs> words correct there ben um so he kills uh alan york uh, oh. <laughs> which i mean is the coolest scene in this episode is probably that scene i do kind mm. of like the the badassery here of sexy drazen man when he kind of walks <laughs> down from the hill and he shoots him and like it's kind of it's it's clearing the last of um Gaines's men up now because I I, mm. I I like kind of um kevin not alan york here like on the phone basically like i was in florida and i worked for the dea and this guy went missing you know what i mean son like i can fucking help you and um, uh, what's his face? Alexi's kind of like, oh, what do you say in America? I've already activated plan B. <laughs> um, so basically this warehouse that they're at blows up and then Kevin's lying on the ground and basically tells sexy Drazen Man to go to hell, <coughs> um, shoots him. I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get our first silent clock here. Uh, surely surely Alan York deserved a silent clock. <laughs> Richard Berge, come on. Of all people, Richard Berge. It- it is a great shot though, like kind of this long distance shot. It's like dead silent. You've got like this big sand hill in the background. Sexy Drazen man in like a leather outfit with glasses on just kind of walks off and then it goes into the deet, deet. I, I, I love that shot. Like if there's yeah. one standout to this episode, it's it's the that scene, the, the blow up, him kind of walking off and being badass. Like that that is cool. Um, but and and like, do- did it annoy you at all? I guess somewhat more so on a rewatch knowing, okay, this is our first half of the season and the two characters that they decided, Oh, let's reserve the right to bring them back later on. We have Rick and we have Alan York. The fact that Alan York is just disposed of so quickly. I mean, you could have dragged this out for another week or two, I feel. And and did we really need Rick out of these two characters to be the one that we get to see more of? Um, I see what you're saying, but I don't think it really bothers me much. Like I think kind of like, I, I'm fine with it, just getting rid of him now, because it's kind of like, again, like as I said, like you, you clear up the gain stuff, like boom. And Rick, like, Rick's someone who I think you bring back in another season. Bring him back in season two. Like, I, I think kind of the Rick stuff gets a bit annoying. This Like, Kim and yeah. Terry this season, for the, this point on, there's really nothing amazing to do with them. Like, <laughs> like Kim goes well, to jail. Well, Terry, Terry's got at least one big moment to come. <laughs> oh. But, like, it's just... um. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's there's nothing groundbreaking with them. So, again, save, make him do something else and then bring him back next season with Rick and the fucking Cougar. But anyway, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much. But rip Richard Berge. Um, I think Actually, that's I, I, well, one, one more thing I want to add on Richard Berge. Uh, so I'm watching these on Amazon Prime. And uh, if you're watching on your phone, if you, like, tap the screen, the trivia from imdb will pop up while you're watching the episode which you know i don't usually do because i'm actually trying to watch the episode and i just happened to you know pause the screen and when it came up it said that richard Berge was uh the original choice for the 1990 flat well not oh, even that the, the flash the 1990 flash tv series which it was okay. a short, short-lived show but it's still got a falling to this day this is kind of like what henry cavill was because henry cavill <laughs> for years was the guy who just missed out on roles. He was the second choice for James Bond when they picked Daniel Craig. He was he was too uh, fat. He was yeah, he was too fat. Uh, yeah. He was the second choice for the Robert Pattinson role in Twilight, but they <laughs> didn't go with him. He was at one point cast as Superman uh, in a, a canceled project, and all of a sudden Henry Cavill just has everything in the world handed to him. Like there's still chance for Richard Berge. I mean, bridesmaid for the Flash, bridesmaid for Jack Bauer. Let's make Richard Berge the next Henry Cavill here. Come on. He's, he's getting on a bit old, Richard, though, isn't he? I mean, he's got to be up there by now. Um, I mean, Richard Berge for still James alive? Bond. <laughs> uh, probably not by the time we release this. Um, I, look, I I I think... Uh, no, I would have seen this before Desperate Housewives. The early show came out like three years before Desperate Housewives. But I think kind of I got to know him more, yeah, like as I've talked about before when he was Terry Hatcher's ex-husband in, in Desperate Housewives. But, yeah, and I've talked to him about before in that one episode of Nip Tuck where he basically fucks furniture. So, um, <laughs> you know, go... Was, go. That, re- that, was, that, that was, was just a video on TMZ, wasn't oh, it? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they, they claimed <laughs> it was in that episode. But... Um, yeah, no, I mean, look, I like Richard Berge. I, I mean, who doesn't? If you don't, you're an idiot. Check yourself um, <laughs> right now. <laughs> if, if you run com, then you're a dickhead. So anyway, <laughs> um, I guess we can lump the Jack and the Terry, all that kind of... I mean, the Terry stuff basically comes... Terry and Kim stuff. Oh. So, okay, this is a mistake I think I mentioned last week about how it takes like 50 minutes for the helicopter to arrive at this compound and now it's five minutes from them to get from the compound <laughs> back to CTU. Jack's still macking it on with uh, Terry in the helicopter. The stand-in for Alicia Cuthbert's meant to be Kim. They all get off <laughs> They all get off the helicopter. Now, you talk about the soap opera stuff here. There's this bit when... Um, uh, what is what is it like Jack saying to them as they're getting off the helicopter? Like, are you okay? Oh, your stomach's hurting. Did anything happen to that compound? And the way the camera yeah, like exactly. hands over to Kim, <laughs> the ghoul drama. Like, oh, is she gonna tell her? Like, um, what's? I mean, really, is this the point where Terry's gonna go? Like, Jack's like, Terry, did anything happen to the compound? <laughs> yes, Jack, I was raped. Like, I mean, I don't think that's it's... gonna happen. Uh, just the line. Did anything happen to the compound? Like, I just wanted to be followed. Are you knocked up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got this little moment between Jack and Nina where they look at each other, which may or may not come up next episode. Um, but, like, this is the thing that, like, it's it's ridiculous to me. Like, I get it. Jack's bad and he's – well, he's not bad, but he's, he's got to be arrested. <laughs> I understand that. But, like, he's gone to all these lengths to rescue Kim and Terry. He's spent the last 13 hours pulling his – 
gorgeous blonde locks out of his hair, trying to do it, <laughs> kidnapping people, nearly killing the future president of the United States. And basically, he gets off the helicopter, you're going off with Agent Scott. See ya, bye. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, they're not injured or anything. Like, okay, yeah. I understand if they had a gaping wound and their skull was showing or, I don't know, Kim's arm had been ripped out of its socket or something. But it's just basically go to the clinic for a checkup. I think it would be just as easy to say, can somebody call a doctor over here? Dr. Yeah. Ferragamo, that guy, is, is he is he trained to treat cuts and abrasions? Is he still around? He died we in a fire. What type of fire? <laughs> The deadly kind of fire. <laughs> but it's, but it like, is, just call a the doctor there just to give them a checkup. This is the safest place in the city. And Jack's, like you said, he's, he's put his foot down so many times. No, I'm going to protect my wife and my daughter. <laughs> he, that, that's my Jack Bauer voice. But the, now would be Wyoming. the time to say, <laughs> I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> but that's a very good point to where you say, like, this is the most secure area. Like, yeah. you're that concerned. You've got to send Agent Scott. Who is Agent Scott? Like, I mean. <laughs> Good agent Scott. Again, all these agents are showing up at lunchtime. Like, where were they? Like, 12 hours ago. Poor old Jack needs some sleep. Um, but, um, yeah, like, you're right. Like, bring him in, doctor, whatever. And, you, you know, then because it's just, you. Go, this kind of goes back to you saying, like, on the fly, like, oh, we've got to get Kim and Terry away from Jack because they've got to get up to some more drama, right? So um, they're not going to get up to drama if they're just sitting around CTU all the time. Um, so I guess that's the reason for it. But I mean, it isn't just a bit silly that he spent all this time trying to rescue them and then just pawns them off to Agent Scott. Here you go, Agent Scott. Here's my wife and daughter. Off you go. Oh, um, this just in straight from the 24 wiki page. Agent Scott, bio. He was an agent at CTU. <laughs> awesome. I'm looking at it now. Played by uh, unknown actor. Yes, he's been in a lot of things recently. <laughs> Um, he's a very famous man, unknown actor. Um, so he also the whole... was the backup role for Robert Pattinson in Twilight. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was too. Um, but I uh, I couldn't stare blankly enough. Um, I I don't know. So yeah, Terry and Nina, Terry or Terry and Kim basically just get checked out. Terry admits to the doctor here that she was raped. Uh, we find out that she's got a cyst in her that's burst. And, oh, I might need to check you, like, for being pregnant because reasons. Like, oh, you've got a cyst. <laughs> you might be pregnant. Um, they don't even confirm the cyst. They just say, you know, it might be, this doctor does no legwork at all. Oh, yeah. it might be a cyst that burst. You could be pregnant too. I don't, she's take those, this home pregnancy test. I don't have the time to check you out myself. Do it yourself. She's one of these guest doctors that just basically <laughs> is like, hmm, cyst. Hmm, maybe pregnant. <laughs> Like, I mean, they're, they're at this clinic for all of what, like 40 minutes? Yeah. Um, and then like, and I love her line at the end, which is like, we're not done here yet. And then it's like, we're going to go. And like, they rush out so quickly, uh, like it's drama. And then all of a sudden, next episode, we're in the car. Should there be something happening here? Um, <laughs> this actress, Judith Scott, what's she from? She's definitely from something. Do you? Is she? She's in ER. Uh, Dexter, Dexter, maybe that's where I'm... Who is she in Dexter? I couldn't tell you who she is in Dexter. But uh, she's definitely familiar. Judas Scott. Ah, Flight Plan. I just watched that recently. She's uh, Susan! Oh, Santa she's Claus! Susan is in Santa yeah. Claus! <laughs> Susan! <laughs> the one who calls Scott fat! Yeah! Jesus! 
stung by a, a bee, bee, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't like her. Uh, <laughs> Fat shaming people. Even she here, she's like, you know what? It's probably a cyst, but you look like you're packing on a few pounds. I'm going to say pregnant. Connection to the Oz Network. She was in Dunstan Checks In, directed by <laughs> Ken Quapis. <laughs> Six degrees of Ken Quapis right now on the uh, the Osner. Screw you, Judas Scott. Don't call Scott Calvin fat. No wonder your shit is a doctor. Uh, <laughs> you could be a cyst. Forgot to drink the milk. Uh, anyway, this is completely um, this is completely off topic, but uh, on the topic of the Santa Claus, which has been a few years since we covered. Uh, lately, Jamie's been getting like the syrups or whatever for kids. You know, chocolate syrup, strawberry syrup, so you could change the oh, flavor of milk. syrup. I thought you said yeah. syrup. Well, what's a syrup? Syrup. 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 It's kind of like a cyst, but <laughs> tastier. Uh, Gonna take a pregnancy no, test. <laughs> but uh, every once in a while, she's like, oh, uh, do you want some milk or whatever? And she's like, oh, what do you want? Like, you know, strawberry, chocolate milk. And every single time I answer her, like, plain milk's fine. <laughs> <laughs> also, I appreciate in the background that somebody's, like, opening your free. Is that Jamie or it's what are Jamie. your kids getting into the thing? That's Jamie, she's getting some syrup for oh, breakfast. Some syrup. Hi, Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Plain milk's fine. Oh, she's getting a keto bagel. Okay. Oh, I want a keto bagel, Jamie. Where's That's what Jack was eating in this episode, too. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Uh, also at the hospital, Nina sees a clearly not evil man. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You may as well just play this music, this <laughs> massive arrow with the word evil above his head. The way she's just like, oh, Terry's being moved. Oh, yes, I'm with the FBI. Um, <laughs> I'm with the bumper FBI. <laughs> But like, you may as well be wearing a T-shirt that says, like, female body inspector. Like, you know those T-shirts <laughs> were famous for, like, five minutes? Um, should get one of them for Noah, actually. Um, but <laughs> so, then, like, he disappears. And then when Nina meets the real FBI, we get bitch agent who's basically, like, on the phone. Yes. Um, and it's like, oh, who else is here from the bureau? It's just us. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Um, I do also like Agent Stu here, who gives Nina a bit of a smile. Like... This is Agent Stew. He just like turns to give Nina a little smirk. Um, so basically, Nina rushes them out. They're going to a safe house. There's really not much going on here. Um, I will say back at CTU though, I do like the moment when um, like Nina and Nina and Jack come back into CTU, and Nina's basically getting yelled at by Jack because Jack's under house arrest. House arrest at a government agency wouldn't that just be arrest? Like, yeah. <laughs> House arrest would be at his house, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Does Jack get special treatment because he's Jack? Um, just saying Jack lives here. He does. Uh, yeah, but like Jack basically yelling at Nina, like, Nina, I need you to go to the clinic, look after Terry and that. Uh, but Alberta's, Nina, please! <laughs> <laughs> just gets so mad at her. And poor old Nina's like, oh, but I'm... Um, do it yourself, Jack. Well, he can't. You're under house arrest. But, like, you just <laughs> pawned them off on Agent Scott. Like, um, Also, I love the, the background woman who goes to Alberta and says the words, like, I've got an updated passenger list. They're still on this passenger list <laughs> 14 hours ago. You got it. You Somebody was missing. The world's forgotten about the 747 that blew up over the Mojave <laughs> Desert. 
and you're still on. Who is this woman at CTU who's been so lazy? It's taken her 14 hours. She knew she an intern. Like they just anyway. like this is just so her. Well, let's give her a name here. What's her name? Her name is uh, Bridget. Let's call Bridget. Okay, so Bridget in January of 2002 was like, uh, listen, so. I heard a couple of planes hit the World Trade Center. <laughs> Don't know if we should investigate. Also, just bear with me here. Um, I think there might be some Japanese planes flying over a military base somewhere in Hawaii. <laughs> Could be happening. Not sure, but maybe. Also, there's a there's a there's a ship that is on its like it's a it's an unsinkable ship, but it could hit an iceberg. Maybe. Just, I just got a tip. Some weird stuff went down at the Watergate the other night. <laughs> if pres if the president wants to go in a motorcade in Dallas, get him away from the grassy knoll. Okay? Just warning. If, if there's if there's some giant lizard-like creatures and an asteroid is coming to Earth, just hide them. Put them in a bunker. Like, just maybe. Uh, Anybody else heard that great new Hall & Oates album? <laughs> Why is it always Hall & Oates? Um, Why not? Did you have a bowl, bowl of Hall & Oates this morning? <laughs> Honey, not Hall & Oates. <laughs> Um, Jack's thirsty. He wants some water. <laughs> Good for Jack. It's been 14 hours, right? I love it when he gets locked in this room and it's like really serious, like security guards. <laughs> and Jack's like, take some water right away, sir. <laughs> um, Nina wants to go home for an hour. And I love, I love like inquisitive Alberta. It's just basically like denied. Like, don't lie to me. I'm smart. It's like, I want to go look after Terry. Okay. Um, um, so basically Jack gets interrogated. Oh, we meet Chappelle for the first time. Um, oh, I have an exclamation mark in my notes where Chappelle first appears. Now, Chappelle, like, I, re I remember kind of like you, you You sort of, at this point when you're watching it for the first time, you've had Mason, you've had Green, you've had Chappelle. Like, it's kind of like the higher-ups, right? Um, forget about Green. Green's gone. Green is yeah. is off. She, you don't care about Green. We're going to remember Mason, and we're going to obviously remember Chappelle. And um, I've talked, I think, briefly about how many years ago I did in the lead up to, I think it was like about halfway through season five, I did it. I did like the 24 best moments of 24. Like I think I was back on Live Journal or one of those things. And <laughs> um, Mason and Chappelle feature very prominently in two very, very... Uh, and they will, I, I don't doubt, make, or at least one of them, 100% will be in our top mm -hmm. 10 moments of 24 once we wrap this up in 17 years. Um, and the other one I will fight very hard for, although that will clearly make season two top five, mm -hmm. but um, possibly the top 10. But Chappelle, we like Chappelle. Chappelle's kind of, again, he's like Mason. Like, you don't like them. Like, you're not meant to like yeah. them. They're the dick bosses who are getting in the way of Jack. And You're meant Chappelle, to like them, like, by the time you reach, I don't know, halfway through a season or even the next season. Oh, very much like this is the same thing we kind of talked about with Chloe. You know, yeah. 24 is so good. At, let's introduce this character that just rubs you the wrong way. Tony. And then out of nowhere, you love them. Tony, yeah, I'm perfect example. Isn't it? Is it? This is the episode where Tony base. Oh, is it next episode? Oh god, I I watched these episodes back to back. So, but I'm I'm pretty sure this might be the one where Tony's basically like, 
um, since midnight last night. You know, you won't get me to disagree with a single thing that Jack Bauer's done. So like, finally, yay, T Tony. Yeah. You know, he's he's on board. Um, so yeah, Chappelle comes in. I kind of like this little moment between Chappelle and Jack. Like, all oh, right, how you doing, mate? Good. You have the kids? Great. Awesome. Sweet. So, and like, Jack's kind of like, oh. So I just want to say. Then he quickly presses record. Um, why does Jack tell his story in like fifteen minutes to Chappelle, but he's still going on for about forty-five minutes with Alberta Green? Um, yeah. I don't. I looked at the time, well, like the clock on the screen when it comes up. Like fifteen minutes, he's done telling Chappelle. This also really showcases what is wrong with this episode because you wrapped up the first half of the season. I don't know if you have the air dates, if there was a gap between episode 13, and episode 14, but this just becomes every once in a while, cut back to Jack for some exposition. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's let's tell you the story so far and where this is going. Jack doesn't do, is this Jack's like least interesting episode? Um, I mean, the most interesting thing he does is he eats lunch. He, he, like, exactly. Uh, there was no, there was no gap between episode thirteen and fourteen. Um, so why so. do we need all this? And then I tracked this guy. Oh, and and, and, and Ferragamo. There was a fire, <laughs> <laughs> the deadly kind. Because we can't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like basically, Jack gets interrogated. Jack eats lunch. Jack yells at Alberta for not... Do you think um, he's eating taquitos? <laughs> probably. I, I was trying to see what he was eating. It's like some little container of something. Also, I love it when, like, random agent guy comes in and sets up a microphone in front of Jack. Like, I'm expecting Jack to be like, this is Dr. Fraser Crane and you're on the air. <laughs> Kick. Jack hosts a podcast. <laughs> Welcome to, the J- Welcome to the Jack Network. <laughs> Coming to you live from my interrogation room, it's Jack has an apartment. Ding! My uh, name is Jack, and this is the longest day of my life. I should have mentioned at the beginning in his little uh, monologue, he says that my wife and, da- my wife and daughter are in oh, danger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, spoiler, come on. <laughs> at this point, don't Should tell us that. My wife and daughter have been in danger or my wife yeah. and daughter are rescued, but I'm going to pawn them off to a clinic. Um, I just want like, a, a, still? <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm really trying to look at what Jack is eating. It's like a... It's like a plastic container with like, I don't know, is it salad and croutons in it or something like that? I, I have no idea. But um, not, not the sandwich he was eating. Uh, Tina and... Uh, Tina? Who's Tina? Nina. Tina. <laughs> Tina is Nina and Tony's couple name. Tina. Um, so... Not, 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 I, wait, not Noni? No. <laughs> My little Noni. Um... <laughs> I literally think that's it. Like, is that it? Like, that's that's all that yeah. happens. Jack gets interrogated. Tony. This is Jack's gets- most boring episode ever. Oh, Alberta tells Tony, like, you know, I didn't think you were number three at CTU, so tell Chappelle the truth and you'll get a promotion. And um, I do like little. T- I do like Tony's line here when he's like, "I'm not the biggest fan of Jack Bauer, but I will not disagree with anything that he's done since midnight." Like, yeah, woo. Team Tony, fuck yeah. So now we're on board with Tony. Tony possibly can't be evil, uh, at least until season six. Uh, season seven, sorry. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, oh, spoiler. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's definitely not alive. Um, they don't waste... T- we've been over this. Tony's character just gets used and abused. Don't worry. Um, that's it. That That's that's literally it. Nina calls Alberta, uh, tells about Terry and that, and, uh, and Alberta doesn't tell Jack, and Jack gets angry next episode. Um and oh, I do, I do, I do like like I know we kind of gone over Palmer arriving at the end, but I like it kind of how they show like 
Tony sort of looks up and you've got random agent man in the background looks up as if to say like, oh, it's David Palmer. Like, again, I, I do also appreciate that. A black whole- man in CTU. <laughs> Curtis hasn't been hired yet. Um, <laughs> that's so like a black man. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Colin said the racist thing this episode. Um, Get to the back of the bus, Senator. <laughs> Rodney King. Rodney King. Um, <laughs> it is LA. Um, but the, 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 <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Um, they've, they've spent all day, right? Again, a 747 has been blown up. But more importantly, they're protecting the life of this man, okay? Like, this is numero uno in the bucket list of priorities for CTU on this day. He literally just casually strolls in with two <laughs> secret service agents and two people slightly look up from their computer. <laughs> oh, there's a black man here. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Don't see those every day. What's um, Blast from the Past? Oh, my yeah. lucky stars, a Negro. Um, <laughs> Say what? Um, <laughs> like, literally, Tony just sort of casually gets up. He's like, Senator Palmer, how you doing? How's the kids? Keith, Farragamo dead? Oh, what sort of fire was it? Uh, <laughs> they are literally so blasé that the guy, like, this would be like, again, we talked about this, I think, last week, wasn't it? That if Osama Bin Laden just, like, knocked <laughs> out on their door with fucking, like, like patient uh, playing manifests and, like, World Trade Center wreckages and holding up bodies of victims from the World Trade Center. I did it! You've got me! Oh, there's a man with a turban. Don't see them every day. <laughs> Get back to your work. Here's a passenger list. <laughs> you want some lunch? We got some taquitos, some pierogies, some salad, croutons. I- I, I fucking love this show, all right? I really, <laughs> really love this show. I, I've always said this is my second favourite show of all time. I've got to say this. Rewatching this show and being, like, critical of it is not fun because, like, you really <laughs> do pick up some, like, really silly things about this show. And, like, I've always gone out on a limb and said that it will either be season one or season five to me, which are the best seasons of 24. And I've always been a defender of season one because... You know, people are like, oh, season one's the easy choice, but, you know, season five did it better. But, like, there's something innocent and unique about season one if you remember watching it live at the time. It's kind of like how Borneo is always going to hold a special place in your mm-hmm. heart as a Survivor fan if you watched it live at the time. Like, you just you remember it and you yeah. remember what it's like. This is what 24 is. But, like, like I we, we did all the third watch, and third watch is an older show than this, and it's more of a procedural show than this. But, like... Third Watch holds up so bloody well, season one. Like, it, it really would stand the test of time against so many other network shows. <laughs> 24 season one is very teetering on the edge of, like, a bit, like, this is a bit silly sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, I love this show. I really love this show. But, like, come on. You've spent all day protecting this guy. You just walked in. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. <laughs> Senator Palmer, how can I need to see Jack Bauer? Grr, I'm Batman. Because I can. Uh, anyway, that's... I'll be a blackmail. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> um, I've got nothing more to add on anything that I've been rabbiting on about. What <laughs> means you added that much? Jack ate lunch and answered a few questions. 
This episode, nothing happens. Nothing happens in this episode. Like, and you know what? What's amazing is that with so much boredom in this episode, you actually missed the one shining moment, which actually comes from Alberta Green, of all people, where Nina's asking to take, I don't know, an hour to bathe. And oh, I mentioned it, that. No, 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 but you missed the line where, where she's like, oh, you looking after Jack's wife. Oh. I see the irony in that. <laughs> Like I, I actually really like the, the the few subtle things they throw out there with Alberta that I don't think I really caught the, the politician side of her, the antagonist without her being like downright mean about it. I kind of enjoyed that. But like, yeah, what else is there to say? This is this is a nothing episode. I know where I'm going. I came in kind of questioning. Maybe this is going this is going to become an iconic episode. We're probably going to remember this better than half of the episodes we buy. But nothing yeah. happens in this episode. Well, I'm just, I'm looking at my notes here. I wanted to mention Sherry picks out a photo for Time Magazine. <laughs> um, t- 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 uh, Nina gets told off by fingerprint man. Like, done by a professional. Um, and that's it. And you know uh, what oh, else? Oh, 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 sorry. Just really quickly. I do, the one thing I do like, I like that the first time we get that sort of guitar tense music when we've got sexy Drazen Man, that... I like that little moment. That's cool. Yeah, it sounded very desperado. <laughs> it didn't yeah. quite fit. One of these things that doesn't quite fit 24. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah, there's a, a couple other things that I, I did note in here. Uh, for one thing, when Nina's at the hospital, like they were really trying to stretch this episode. Like, oh, you know what? We really got nothing happening here. How are we going to stretch this out to 42, 43 minutes or whatever? Let's follow Nina walking from one end of the hospital to the other in a single shot twice. Yep. Oh, and then <laughs> we get Elizabeth. Like Elizabeth on the elevator for five levels. Oh, yeah, she smiles exactly. at man in elevator, followed by man with guitar getting on. Like that goes on for about 20 minutes. A tracking there's, shot. There's more walking in this episode than there is talking. That's a real problem. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, apparently. Uh, I forgot about There's that. There's also yeah. uh, another another thing with uh, Alberta kind of playing the politician that I actually liked. This This is Alberta's week. I mean, that's that's how bad this episode is, that Alberta's kind of the star. But when she goes up to Tony, she's like, Tony, I think you're better than being the number three man at CTU. <laughs> and I'm thinking... Yep. He's not even number three. <laughs> I, I, right now, if, if you're standing in for Walsh, okay, or, or Mason, whoever, Alberta, you're number one. You know Jack's ahead. You know Nina's ahead of Tony because she's the boss around here because he that's why he has to play the card. Well, we're in the bedroom. I'm the man, not you. He's number four at best. And at this point, I'm questioning whether Milo is because Milo's been on a six-hour lunch and nobody's questioning it. Oh, Milo's back next week. Don't worry. Um <laughs> You know, one thing I want to say, like, I mean, I'm binning this episode. I'm guessing you're binning it. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, I think, did I not say at the beginning of this that I probably wouldn't bin an episode this season? But um, <laughs> here we go. Um, like, when we, we did Nip Tuck, again, just subtle plugs for all the shows we've covered on here. Like, I mean, I, I know, like, Nip Tuck really does have an overall kind of soap opera feel about a lot of it. But, like, Nip Tuck embraces that. Like, Nip Tuck is almost... A soap opera in itself. It's, a, it's just it's a parody of it. From what I've seen, it's a parody of those like, types of shows. Like Ryan Murphy, like that's Ryan Murphy. That's him in his element, mm. and he just he just took that to so many levels. And like, 
Again, Nick and I used to play the game of what taboo. Well, we've had necrophilia, we've had incest, we've had bestiality. <laughs> like, literally, you would tick it off every episode. You would have something along those lines. Not even kidding. All three of those legitimately, sto- legitimately storylines of Nip Tuck. I mean, the, the, the necrophiliac episode, literally, it was a guy <laughs> fucking his dead sister. So, I mean, you tick two off there in one go. So, why not? But, like, it, it, it embraced it. Like, you watched it, you loved it, and you realised what you were watching. And if you could just put that in the back of your mind, done. This is not a soap opera. (laughs) This is 24. And again, it's a product of its time. Like we're watching this 20 years later and, you know, maybe it just hasn't aged as well as we remember. But like, I don't know, you said you were re-watching Alias, I think, recently and I've never (laughs) watched Alias. But like, I mean, is Alias a similar thing now that you watch it 20 years later and it kind of sometimes feels a bit OTT sometimes? Like, oh, okay, this is a bit, you know, cheesy. I mean, yes, but I think the difference is Alias kind of realized their faults and drastically changed their show every so often. Uh, whereas I know we're going to get more of the soap opera stuff even in coming oh. seasons. It's, it's This is probably the most soap opera we're going to get like in a single episode. But I don't know if 24 no. ever learned that this doesn't work. You, you think it's going to no. get worse? Where, where does it oh, get worse? There's one storyline this season, Colin, which it is legitimately a soap well, opera no, storyline. <laughs> I, know, I know we're going to get more soap opera stuff, but I'm saying in a single episode, everything about this is like even to the point where nothing happens. Like, well, we got to fill five days worth of TV, five hours of TV in a week. Let's have somebody walk. Let's have some dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's, there's, there is so much nothing going on here. It's funny when you mentioned soap operas, because I also think the time we should, give a little bit of credit to 24 not let's say an excuse to 24 here this era of tv every show had this i mean this is kind of around the time that i started to get annoyed with er because er was throwing soap opera stuff in there if you look at the there's two big teen shows around this time dawson's creek and the oc both of those shows dawson's creek in the beginning it really kind of lost it later on embraced we're doing a soap opera, but again, we're kind of doing a satire of this teen yeah. soap opera. And in the OC's case, they kind of learned from the first season, let's stop taking ourselves too seriously and make yeah. this a satire. So I th- I don't think you can find any show during this era. CSI probably even had it. Survivor <laughs> certainly did. But, but it's just, it's not fun to watch 20 years later, you know? Yeah, and like, I feel bad being critical because like, I still love this show and I would watch this season. And like, it's addicting, like legitimately watching this. You still want to keep watching it. And like, you know, we're, we're picking out the faults, but we still absolutely like idolize this show. And the thing is with 24 though, is like, it's highs are some of the biggest highs in television. Like some Mm -hmm. of the moments we are like the, the conclusion to this season, it is, I mean, I'm, I'm 99.9% certain those 24 moments I did the top 24 moments, the, the cliffhanger of the end of this season was number one. Uh, yeah. Oh, how down. could you not? I mean, it, it it is one of the biggest cliffhangers. And if you want to be spoiled on it, go back and listen to our Leslie Hope interview like when we mm-hmm. sort of talk about that. I mean, to me, you would rank biggest cliffhangers, biggest moments in television history. And we'll talk this up when we get there in about, what, like nine episodes time, um, how big of a moment that is. Um, so the highs of 24, like far outweigh some of the highs. And, and we talk a lot about it on our loss coverage, some of the highs and loss. Like when it does it and it sticks a landing, holy fuck. Like, mm. again, we've done loss. Well, we, we, we're going to get there eventually, folks. <laughs> we've sort of <laughs> done loss. You know, Nip Tuck and Third Watch are kind of, you know, niche shows. Like, I mean, no one cares about Third Watch. I would argue some of the big moments of Third Watch are huge, but they don't stand on the same level as the moments on 24 of Lost. Yeah. Even the big Nip Tuck moments... Um, 
again, are on a different level to what you have on this show and Lost, which are iconic TV moments, not just from a show's perspective. Like, if you've never watched 24, you would know some of these iconic moments from what you've heard of, just based mm-hmm. on, you know, TV guides list that Keith has left on the the, the <laughs> table, you know, top 20 moments in TV. Um, next week is episode 15. It is 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. Um, <laughs> Lunch hour's over. Terry takes a pregnancy test. Good. <laughs> Kim makes a phone call. Um, the Drazens have breakfast. Uh, but okay, we, we get a bit of like stuff like this again. But I will say there there is one scene I, I just love. There's one scene in the next episode. It's basically at the very beginning of the episode, um, which, I mean, look, I don't think it will make the top five, but I, I would put it as a potential. Not- I just I just love it. It's just it's, it's an important. It's a yeah, huge moment. It's, it's just one of these moments that like you talk about the foundations of this show to have these two people in a room together and just having a conversation, it's it's massive. So uh, I think we can probably realise who it is given the cliffhanger of this episode. But uh, And we also learn a little bit more about Operation Nightfall. Wasn't that a James Bond game? Um, <laughs> Nightfire. Nightfire. Yeah. Right. Nearly. Anyway. Um, I mean, that, that, it will be the episode, if nothing else, it starts to tie all these different threads together a little yes. bit. It makes, so it it's makes gonna point, sense. It's, it points us in the direction of where the show's going. I should just quickly mention, uh, according to 24, the official companion seasons one and two written by Tara DeLulio, um, the, there's not a whole lot to say, but apparently the first season of 24, which occurs on the day of the fictional California presidential primary, uh, this episode actually aired on the actual day of the real California presidential primary in 2002. Mm. So that's a cool little statistic. Um and uh the Howard Gordon talked a little bit about how and he's jumped ahead an episode because it doesn't happen to the next episode but he's saying it now the moment that Palmer and Jack meet so spoiler alert uh was so iconic that uh basically Howard Gordon says it's one of his favorite moments uh ever in twenty four so uh and Howard there you go. knows. Howard knows because he got. I was trying to think, sing a song there, but uh, anyway, um, like us on do all that stuff that you hear at the oh, end. Oh, where are you going to meant- rate this and rank it? Oh fuck, uh, bin it. Sorry, um, I said <laughs> that. Um, fourteenth out of fourteen. I'm putting uh, it last too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's my only bin, so it has to go last, right? So I, I was debating. Well, I I, bin, I think this is the fourth or fifth episode I've been, but I've the bought. Third. Every- it's the third I've been to? Hold on, I've got fourth, different ranks. Fourth, here. fourth. Okay, sorry, there fourth. we go. Uh, but, I mean, I've only rented one episode this season, so I was kind of, like, floating in between there. But, no, this is this is the very bottom. There's no question. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sorry, I forgot that. Anything else I've forgotten to do? I, I you know, apparently I'm dumb. I don't know. How have we gone an hour doing this episode? Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> I mentioned at the end of last week, by the time we release this, if we have a Patreon, well, we do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You think we're organised on this show, um, but we're not. Uh, my name is Ben, and because we can't... <laughs> uh, and my name is... Uh... <laughs> I'm looking for a quote. I'm looking for a quote, people. My name is Colin, and I've got no quotes. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.